Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. She is former Trump administration attorney Jenna Ellis, who uh, decided to come back. And frankly, we are shocked that the American uh, Family Radio uh, group allowed her to return, where she broadcasts every morning, um, that they thought, you got out of there without without letting them embarrass you once. Do not tempt fate. And do that again. Nevertheless, when we asked Jenna if she wanted to return, she said yes. So good to see you, Jenna. Thank you for being with us. So, (laughs) all right. Well, good. Um, A lot going on here today. Feedback Friday coming your way next hour. Before we get to the day script, though, especially with Jenna here, as someone who worked in the last administration, I, I would like to get everybody's reaction to a conversation I had this morning right before I came in. Uh, some of you may have seen that uh, one of our social media coordinators here at Blaze Media, Ashton DeGroot, uh, her husband and brother-in-law were uh, doing ministry uh, over in, uh, in Israel and had been stranded there throughout the week. Uh, they were staying in a hotel and the hotel was telling people they were going to uh, shut everything down to preserve power and everything for three days, may not have a path out of there. And... Luckily, uh, someone, uh, a gentleman named Corey Mills came forward and uh, was able to get them uh, out of there as of last night, I think is what she told me. But the, the, the other thing she mentioned to me, just very disappointing. Did you guys know it is a longstanding policy of the United States government? Yeah. That if you're an American citizen who has to be evacuated, you have to pay them back. On top of that, you can't, I mean, they can't tell you, they, they, like, they'll just, they'll put you in a friendlier country, and then you have to find your way home from there. And I just was listening to her tell me about how difficult it was working. And she goes, I, I really wanted to just blame this on the Biden administration, but my understanding is this has actually gone, been standing U.S. policy for many years. But, but the idea of, but, she, but then she went on to say how terribly planned this was. You have to be ready at a minute's notice. You can only carry two bags. They can't tell you in advance what country you're going to be dropped off in. And then once you get there, they have to, they have to, they have to, uh, you have to find your way home from there. There, there was a limited availability. Her husband and brother-in-law were able to use it to get to Amman, Jordan. But Jordan is now shutting that path down. Why? Because Israel is telling people in the Gaza Strip, get the hell out of there, given what we're about to do to that place. Well, one of the, the, the people that you, re, you hear referred to as Palestinians, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. It's a people group that does not exist. They're basically Arab squatters, people who were kicked out of countries like Jordan, uh, who didn't want them. And so the problem is if Jordan allows people, allows Americans or other nationalities to escape out of the Gaza Strip through their path, it won't just be those people coming through there, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're going to shut it down because they don't want a bunch of the quote-unquote Palestinians going into that route, coming into their country either. This just, this all, just listening to her give me details of this and thinking, how much money do we give a year so that we can have, we can help promote Sodom and Gomorrah in Madagascar, Iceland? How, we, we've given $150 million, a billion dollars in the last year and a half to Ukraine. 
And we're going to tell American citizens you got to pay your you got to pay the government back. I already paid the government, brah. It's called every year till June 1st if I actually have a job, because that's how long it takes me every year to pay off my tax debt to you. I just was listening to this and just it, it was infuriating thoughts. Oh, one last thing I want to add, Jenna, before I let you chime in. She's she's younger than us, closer in age to you, Aaron. So millennial. She's like, you know, I kind of knew this wasn't the same country it was for my parents and grandchildren, grandparents. But this experience has really shown me. It's just I mean, there were people in this ministry from Mexico and other places. They got out, didn't have to pay their governments back or anything else. Only place that was this difficult to deal with was this one. Jenna, your thoughts. Yeah, well, I was thinking exactly the same thing that you just said about Ukraine, that, uh, you know, we give billions of dollars in foreign aid to other countries to help them out and supposedly promote and spread democracy. Well, what about uh, protecting and preserving our own citizens so that we can actually enjoy the blessings of liberty if we happen to be overseas or we happen uh, to be caught up in one of these terrorist attacks? I mean, last I checked, we pay taxes for things like fire police Mm -hmm. and, and other things in our communities. And yet we have to pay the government back. Um, I did know this was a longstanding policy, and I think it's a terrible one and one that shows just how much we undervalue our own country. But this is what the Biden administration is now prolific for. I mean, they they're closing uh, or they're not closing the border. They're just allowing all of these people to come in. And then we wonder why today is being called the day of rage or the day of jihad. I mean, for all of these people who are unvetted that are just flooding the borders, what are we doing to secure a Americans' freedom and liberty, whether they're physically located in the United States or elsewhere. It's shameful and it needs to change. By the way, the, amen. By the way, Todd, the, the flight for her a brother-in-law and husband to get home from Jordan, 3500 bucks a seat, Good by the way. 3500 bucks a seat. Just to be clear, this is the longstanding policy vis-a-vis Israel specifically no, or in general in general no in matter general where if you, you are, are stranded and we have to come rescue you I, pay us back I remember some of these stories when Ukraine was getting hot a couple of years ago Yeah I'm actually moderately encouraged that that was the answer because otherwise it would just be a rank anti-semitism or something like that that have to do with it so which is which is thursday based on what we've seen this week i, yeah. I don't know i mean is it a best case scenario is this some kind of bean counter spreadsheet thing where because there's so many americans who go across the world doing things like this and potential hot spots but again that makes sense maybe in a rational world, but as Jen and you have already pointed out, when we are just like burning money in Ukraine, right. this, aren't we talking pencil dust on some level? Right. And when, when did we start caring about budgetary issues? Aaron? Um, this is the result of a government and a bureaucracy that is set against its own people, that it's set against mm-hmm. its own employers. This is what you get. You get policy, longstanding policies like this. It's just fundamentally anti-citizen, anti-American. Great point. It's just yeah. that. And the reason why uh, Ashton, I, I, I believe, told you, Steve, this is, you know, kind of had a, an idea this is not the same country that it was for my parents and grandparents. It's because it's not. It's not. We are set against. We are opposed. We are insurgents in a country that is not our own anymore. And with that, it is time for the day script.
Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by our friends over at Preborn. We hope there will come a day that we won't have to promote ministries and organizations like Preborn any longer, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, but thankfully, Preborn was actually prepared for the post-Roe era, unlike a lot of pro-life leadership, because they were already doing that kind of localized heart-to-heart hand-to-hand combat spiritually in ministry to save babies and the moms they were already out there interacting individually with mothers Uh, first of all confronting them albeit gently but confronting them nevertheless with the truth of an ultrasound so that they can hear the heartbeat of their own baby and over the years about 80 percent of the time a woman hears that she does not go through with killing her child and you know what those ultrasounds cost only 28 bucks i mean I, i think there's a lot of people in this audience you'd spend 28 bucks on 80% odds to save a life. But then they also know that, hey, if you're a woman in, in a secure, healthy relationship and you're pregnant, you're probably not looking to get an abortion. It's women like my mom was, you know, 14 and pregnant. Those are the kinds of women that are not in those kinds of relationships. They're usually the ones out to get abortions. And so they know they need to love them both, and they're there for the mom as well. They offer everything from prenatal to postnatal care, counseling, car seats, baby formula, all of that free of charge as well, provided there's enough from people like us. If you want to make a tax-deductible donation today, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby on your mobile phone, or go to preborn.com slash Steve. Again, that is preborn.com slash Steve. Once again, that's preborn.com slash Steve. Let's get to issue one. Bleep Lord Nefarious says. I spoke to a guy before this, and he said, America first. You weren't happy with that. Why? Israel would not exist without America. So no America first for you? No. Are you an American? Yes. And you don't want to put America first? No. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you are protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer. And every, I think anybody who would watch this would understand what your actual position is Three people that are going to watch your bullshit video, Russell. Should your colleague Rashida Tlaib still have the Palestinian flag outside of her office? I don't know it. She's Palestinian. You know, that doesn't mean she's a terrorist. It doesn't mean that she condones this, Rashida I, I have a, I have a, I, I, I fly a Danish flag uh, in at my house. Um, does it mean what? I couldn't think of a better gift for Benjamin Netanyahu right now than this kind of incursion. You're saying that you would want the United States and Israel to bomb Iran, even in the absence of direct it. evidence of their involvement in this attack. Yeah. You all should need to know that. America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, Mm D.C. Yes. (laughs) Like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. Well, most ethics are dead on this show, but not chivalry. So the guest and ladies always go first. Jenna Ellis, what was the most disturbing phenomena you were just made to witness? 
uh, all of it, frankly, but especially <laughs> the fact that Americans don't think that they have an obligation to be America first. I mean, we all have heritage. We understand that you know America is a country that has only existed for 250 years, and we all come from you know other places in terms of our ancestry. But in terms of our obligation to the United States, especially if you are a sitting elected official in federal office, should be to American interests first. And for some of those, like I believe that that was a Colorado representative, my former home state, because I saw that video, who refused to condemn uh, the terror and the atrocities. I mean, that is just something that is unacceptable for anyone on any level of elected office to not be willing to condemn the beheading of babies, the burning of innocent women and children. I don't care who you are, what your ancestry is. Um, if there was someone that you know came from whatever my lineage is, uh, that, that they were committing these types of atrocities, if, it, if this were Christians that share my same faith, I would condemn that and say that is not in line with what my faith and my religion espouses. And I wouldn't just equivocate. And so for these people who are elected officials, not just college students or, you know, some random person off the street, but people who are actually setting policy in states and policy for uh, the federal government in office, this is atrocious and they should be primaried. They should not hold elected office. I think that's disqualifying. And that is horrific. Amen. Todd, everybody knows about all of the tragic Danish incursions upon human decency and border sovereignty. What did the people of Denmark do? And nationalistic identity that uh, the world is suffering under. So it is a completely morally equivalent exercise to fly the Danish flag as well as the Palestinian flag. Everyone knows this, Todd. Everyone knows Uh, this. Well, it... Per your right as host of the show, you trying to force my hand to comment on this, but I was going to comment on this, Klein, anyways. So much of the other insanity that you see is possible because of soft-headed twits in the government and out and everywhere, like Steny Hoyer, who's just like, what, she's just, she's that's just her jam, she's just speaking over there, when how many times in the last five years, when you say the wrong thing on COVID, when you say the wrong thing on January 6th, when you watch big, uh, big tech shut people down, has Steny Hoyer been the vanguard of speech? Not to my knowledge. It is because of nonsense like that that you allow the in that you will not even refuse to check the absurdity of the woman in that hallway who simultaneously has the Palestinian flag and the trans flag in there and never the twain shall meet when you just keep allowing in this world and never smack it around and spank it like you would even your child that you love because that needs to stop. That's how... It shall never happen again, happens again. And you have people in America shouting, gas the Jews. Mm. So true. And that was an amen, by the way, from Todd, who is my, (laughs) if you're seeing me wrangle puppies, um, not to to put a a, uh, lighthearted note on all of this atrocity, but if you hear him uh, weigh in, he was just saying an amen. Preach. Jenna's puppy bailed you out, Aaron, (laughs) because you were going to have to directly follow that, that just straight up lay down the ordinance homily that Todd just dropped on the show. And, and now there's been a tension breaker. So you've got a shot. One of the best Babylon B headlines of the entire year thus far. 
Uh, Rashida Talib's trans, uh, I'm sorry, Rashida Talib's Palestinian flag throws Rashida Talib's trans flag yes. off of the Senate oh office building roof. <laughs> I know. That might be the greatest headline they've ever done. Yeah. I uh, mean, oh my goodness. Go ahead. I'm sorry. For everything that Todd just said, it is Steny Hoyer. And I, I just love the reaction there. He's like, hey guys, I, I've got a Danish flag on, at my house. And then he's like, wait a minute, that joke didn't go over well. What was the question again? <laughs> I, I, what did the poor people of, what do the poor Danish do to deserve being compared to Hamas? I, I would like to, that, that question answered. But Todd is absolutely right. Steny Hoyer, Steny Hoyer is the embodiment. And again, we get the leaders we deserve. So he's there. He's not, he's not an aberration. None of the people in Washington are aberrations. They are reflective of the people who sent them there. And those people are legion, like Steny Hoyer. Just feeble, old, and soft-minded. So John Fetterman, without any self-awareness, is correct. Dude, dude So I, we've gone from the bald eagle to the bald Fetterman is the new national symbol. Basically. I, I, I have a, I, I'm legitimately starting to get a crush on John Fetterman. Not the way maybe he would like it or anybody else would like it, but he is just so perfect. John he's, Fetterman, 2028 Democratic so nominee. Perfect. He's just called no self-awareness, calling out the entire charade for what it is. He's and, and, and it's somebody of which he is a symbol who is a walking there's report. Yes. Just calling all of this out for what it is. I, I love the guy. I really do. All of the Babylon B articles about Fetterman and how they're changing uh, all of the uh, all of the rules in the Senate. My favorite one was that uh, the Senate votes to allow Fetterman to use the uh, the reflection pool as his own personal yeah. bathtub. Put him in there. With a little that was amazing. <laughs> I would love to see that actually happen. <laughs> Exit question on a scale of one to ten. With one representing the odds, Lindsey Graham would survive a second in combat if he had to fight any of the wars he's constantly demanding we start. And ten being how much Lindsey Graham would enjoy being treated like a prisoner of war. Rank this week's level of total depravity. Aaron. Ten. Todd. Ten. Jenna. I'm going to go with 12. That, that's always my answer, apparently, on these shows. <laughs> All right. There you go. Issue two, war. The country of Israel suffered a brutal surprise attack last weekend as members of the terrorist organization Hamas overwhelmed the unsuspecting Israelis. Hamas launched a ground, sea and air attack from various locations in the Gaza Strip. One of the first targets of the terrorist organization was a concert for peace where hundreds of young people gathered and were murdered. Hamas also hit several towns near the border of the Gaza Strip, going from house to house, executing men, women, and children, and taking women and children hostage. Videos circulated online showing Hamas terrorists back in Gaza with their hostages, parading them naked through the streets. Before and during the surprise attack, Hamas launched an innumerable amount of rockets into Israel, apparently overwhelming Israel's vaunted Iron Dome defense system. Videos also show Hamas using drones to target ambulances and other soft targets. As of Friday, at least 1,300 are dead, with thousands injured and hundreds more taken hostage. At least 22 Americans are dead, with more being held captive. On Sunday into Monday, Israel began retaliatory strikes that lasted throughout the week against Hamas in Gaza, downing several civilian buildings and mosques used by the terrorists to cover for their activities. All right, I'm not drawing a moral equivalency between the two because I don't think they're morally equivalent, but I do think that this should always be asked every single time, whether it's Ukraine, Afghanistan, or Israel. Todd, what is the mission? What is victory here? And is it achievable? Listen, we have gotten used to, as Americans, since our founding, uh, really, uh, you know, 
alliances shifting? Are we with the British this time? Are we with the French? And for what reason? And goodness knows we can't figure out we're, we're in Ukraine right now. But even in Palestine, the Republicans and Democrats all trying to feng shui peace. How can we, how can we say the right thing and do the right thing where it all we just start singing the Coca-Cola song together and everybody lives in harmony? And I'm telling you, maybe that's possible in some circumstances. But again, going back through Joshua and Deuteronomy, it is abundantly clear. God even makes it plain to the people of Israel. Yes, I'm bringing you back into the Holy Land. But lest you get too high on your own supply and think this is about picking sides and tribes. I mean, yes, you're my people and all that. But I want you to make plain about what's happening here. It's because it's evil and it needs to be punished. And that's what fundamentally has to happen here. Hamas needs to be over, done, period, end of sentence. And it warranted it and it brought it upon itself and it brought it upon its own women and children as well. Those videos going out of, you know, kindergartners talking about how the Jew must die. I, I, everybody's comfortable dipping. They, they, they like the hippie Jesus. They're terrified of what happens in the Old Testament. But th this, the just thing to do is to end them. Aaron. So the mission here is to completely and utterly root out Hamas, whether that's in the Gaza Strip, elsewhere around the country of Israel, or in Qatar, where their leaders live cushy lifestyles plotting more terrorist attacks. That is the mission. And do frequent TV interviews on Qatari television, yes. just openly talking about what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Victory here is what I just said. That's the mission. It, it is carrying that out, making sure Hamas no longer has uh, any ground to stand on. The Gaza Strip is no more. In, in my mind, this two-state solution thing, it's never been achievable. It's never been workable. Anybody with eyes to see and ears to hear knew that for Looks decades. a lot like the final solution to me. Yes. Yeah. So, that, so I think even what you do with the Palestinian civilians, what that don't exist. What you do with the people, the squatters who live in the uh, area known of, as Gaza Strip, make Egypt take them, make the Arab nations, uh, Arab uh, um, uh, neighbors take them. No, you had it right. The Muslim Brotherhood nations, make them take <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the final, I think that's the, the final uh, victory here. And I think it's achievable if and only if, if and only if, the people of Israel and their government have the will to do it. That's what all this boils down to. Do you have Agreed. the will? No half measures. One of the greatest scenes in the entire series of my, my favorite or second favorite TV show, it's That or Lost, Breaking Bad, when Mike Armantrout is trying to, I believe, dissuade Walter White, the main protagonist, anti-hero, from going through with some hit on some drug person. It, and Mike says... No half measures, Walt. If you do a half measure, you're going to make this insurmountably worse for yourself in the long run. Half measures are always, always doomed to fail and even make things worse in the long run. No half measures. To further your point, we're here because the Israelis in 2005 did a half measure. Yes. Instead of just a flat out Palestinian state, they gave them autonomy and sovereignty over the Gaza Strip. They could vote in their own government, vote in their own leaders, had their own infrastructure right at their own doorstep. And we're talking about a country, guys, that its landmass is about the size of New Hampshire. This is a very small area. And they gave the uh, essentially Hamas 
um, and what was left of the old PLO. They essentially gave them the Gaza Strip as a homeland, even though they have no claim to the land at all. So when you hear people like Rashida Tlaib and others and people on college campuses using the term apartheid, this is not apartheid. They, they gave them that land. And they responded with what you just saw take place on Saturday. Jenna. This is evil. And we have to remember that all authority belongs to God. And he has instituted and ordained three spheres of government, the civil government, the church government, and the family government. And if the United States wants to be a leader on the world stage and in contemporary politics, we can't stand by and watch evil persist. And it doesn't matter uh, who is the initial aggressor or who is the defender. We should call out evil and we should be willing to do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with our God and be willing to exact a measure of punishment. Um, this is what uh, the the institutions are ordained for. And I think that if the United States wants to have any moral authority, then we will stand up and fight to protect uh, victims of these types of atrocities. And so I think that the United States also needs to remember that our initial mandate in the Declaration of Independence, this was before uh, America was even under the U.S. Constitution, this was before uh, we existed in the nation that we uh, recognize today or even at our founding. Our, our founders understood that our rights as human beings, not just as Americans, but every human being is made in the image of God, has inherent dignity and worth. And when you have one sect that is calling for the total annihilation of another country just based on their national heritage, their skin color, whatever it is, that is evil. It needs to be rooted out and it needs to be utterly destroyed. All three of you very well said. I'm, I'm gonna. We had a little extra time, so if you don't mind, I'm gonna amend the exit question. And like each of you, in in about a minute, I'll give each of you a minute here. Lay out for me, just following the 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 uh, intelligentsia world that we inhabit. You know, we're the opinion making world. What was the most disappointing slash craziest thing that you saw this week in reaction to these events? Who wants to go first? I. Go ahead, Aaron. I would say, once again, it's, it's the, the people. Epistemolo epistemological, it's not just crisis, it's not just, uh, it's a nuclear winter out there. And it's not without good reason either. I have to keep reminding myself. I don't, I don't blame people for wanting to check, check and recheck and be really suspicious of, of sources. But there's that, and then there's everything is a PSYOP. And we say that a lot because there, there are a lot of psyops. Everything, nothing is true. Everything is propaganda. Guys, we can't operate in that world. I, I, we just can't. I was propagandized once, therefore everything is propaganda. It's just the same thing as I believe everything I hear on MSNBC. It's a different form of just reactionaryism. A just a different yeah. form of reactionaryism. And that's to me, that, that's the most disappointing thing I've seen this week. Todd, quickly, so Jenna has time. Yeah, it's the same. There's a strain of the uh, libertarian right uh, that simply thinks that this is the whatever logic you used on Ukraine, you have got to use on Israel as if there's no unique, obvious, detailed history of what's going on in that land and whose side uh, people have taken in the past. It's just absurd to do that math, but they're doing it. Jenna? 
Um, I, I think the elected officials response that refused to condemn this Joe Biden for taking several days and still having a barbecue. I mean, he doesn't care about optics, even as much as the Obama administration is. And it's absolutely uh, disrespectful to not only to Israel and to the families and the victims and the Americans that are currently over in Israel trying to get home. But it's disrespectful to the American people that we don't have a president who is willing to set aside a barbecue and a few other things to come out and directly address the American people and take reporters questions. So while he did ultimately condemn uh, the atrocity, it was ridiculous that it took him several days. Yeah. All right. We have time for the exit question then. So I just want a simple yes or no answer because that's all the time we have. Do you believe the events we are watching right now are a direct fulfillment of Bible prophecy? Todd. No. Aaron. No, but by the end of the weekend, that could be a yes. Like, I'm, I'm that close. Jenna. Maybe. I like I said, only a yes or no answer. I'll let the lady get away with going off script. Again, chivalry's not dead. I've lived in that world before. See, I was going to answer. See, I was going to answer yes, but also no. No, but also yes. Yes. I thought you were contemplating doing that and then decided I'll just go with a no and answer. The, were you contemplating doing that? Yeah. 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 I thought maybe you were. I thought maybe you were. All right. Um, when we come back here for part two of uh, the day's group, I don't want to skip topics, man, but I can't wait to lay my prediction on you guys for this week. And it's, I want you all to know without giving it away, it is sincere. It is not a troll. I know nowadays. Can it be both? Well, now I was just about to say, nowadays it is hard to distinguish between the two, given mm-hmm. the laugh track as, that we are as a civilization right now. We're a yakety yak, don't you know, don't come back, kind of a thing. But I can't wait to lay my predict. This is maybe one of the most one of the, my favorite predictions I've ever made because I really believe it. Right? That makes it even better. We'll get to that and more here next. If it seems as if events in this world continue to make things seem as uncertain as they have been in quite a while, then make sure you're prepared. It is it is better to be ready for something and not need it than to need it and not have it. And that's why you want to contact My Patriot Supply for their three-month emergency food kits. That's breakfast, lunch dinner, even drinks and snacks. So you get the full complement of the 2000 plus calories that you and your loved ones need every single day. There's more than a dozen types of meals and sides. So you can constantly mix and match for variety as well. Stays good for up to 25 years with proper shelf life, free delivery too. So just, you know, you have that peace of mind. Should this let's go Brandon thing go next level. All right. Uh, We have a record amount of Americans I saw today working two jobs. Highest number in American history right now. Highest number in American history. So, folks, just make sure you're ready. Go to preparewithdace.com. That's where you want to go. Free shipping and 25% off. Free shipping and 25% off when you go to preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. Let's welcome back in Jenna Ellis former Trump administration attorney. She's with the American Family Association's radio network now as well. As we continue on with your weekly look at the week that was, let's get to issue three. DeSantis rises to the occasion. 
There has been one person who's risen to the occasion when it comes to the events in Israel this week, and that person is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Nowhere was this more apparent than his lengthy appearance on MSNBC, of all places. I think in the past, there may have been some people in Israel thought Hamas could be managed, but I also think that there was an impulse pushing against them taking care of Hamas once and for all, because they would always come under international commendation. Uh, people would start attacking Israel. I mean, how many uh, resolutions has the United Nations done? attacking Israel over the years. So I think that there was that practical political consideration that maybe caused some Israeli leaders uh, to hold back. In terms of Iran, uh, look, this is personal for me in the sense of I served in Iraq back in 2007, 2008. We were in places like Fallujah and Ramadi, mostly Sunni Arab al-Qaeda fighters at the time. But most of the casualties U.S. troops were suffering were at the hands of Iranian-backed Shia militias. They killed hundreds of our troops in Iraq, probably over a thousand. Of course, they were responsible through Hezbollah for killing our Marines back in 1983 in the Beirut barracks bombing. So Iran has a lot of American blood on its hands. Look, I think that uh, Israel should be focused on uprooting Hamas uh, to make this a larger role. I think does have some risks, but I would say the United States should turn every screw so that Iran is not getting money flowing into its coffers, particularly with their oil. I think Biden's administration thought that there could be a reproachment here. They eased off on some of the sanctions. There's been a lot of discussion on the $6 billion. I think that was a mistake. But they've been getting a lot of money leading up to this. The Iranian regime, when they're funding terrorism, uh, it's not a necessarily a practical consideration. This is their religious and ideological worldview. This is why they exist as a government. And you're just not going to be able to have a peaceful situation with a government like that. So turn the screws on them financially dry up their ability to fund terrorism. You know, that's something we should all be able to agree on. That clip was just one. I mean, I, I, everybody knows where I stand in this thing, and I hate sounding like a homer. You guys know that. I'd much rather be a contrarian. But here's the reality. In my view, there's been only one national figure in, in the last week that has demonstrated presidential leadership, sanity, vision, communication, and, and instead of, oh, no, half the country hates me, so let me go get a bureaucrat that they'll like and make him the face of the, my administration, and he eventually usurps it, he actually goes to MSNBC, goes on CNN. Look, listen to what he is saying to an MSNBC audience. That's the exact same answer he'd give on a show like this. Who, n- name the non-Islamist, non-communist, that if you listen to that, would walk away thinking that's just completely unreasonable and I can't believe someone, only a bigot would say such things. There isn't one. This idea that there's just, there's no way to persuade people. There's no way to shift poles. That we have to just be slaves to demographics. That there's, the, the, we cannot choose and find people capable of actually going on offense and, and shifting numbers and moving opinion. This is, what you just saw there is a masterclass in how Florida when a generation ago was the state of hanging chads a decade ago barack obama was winning it twice and now the democratic party doesn't exist in florida why because democrats in places like palm beach county saw this guy explain social problems and controversial issues to them just like that and then effectively act on that and they're like well i guess you know i'm a democrat but i'd rather live in a sane world so let's vote for sanity it can be done We do not have to sit here and just grind five-year axes with BB Netanyahu, which is the equivalent 
And I, dude, I think Bibi Netanyahu is dramatically overrated. I watched him issue the worst lockdown maybe on planet Earth on his people. But now's not the time. Like I said yesterday, you don't show up at somebody's funeral when the loved ones are sobbing and mourning their loss and say, hey, man, you know, your uncle stiffed me for five G's. <laughs> now's not the time, douche. Not the time. Maturity's okay. Trying to like win people over is okay. Leadership's okay. Having a plan is okay. Having a depth of knowledge is okay. Those things are okay for a president to have. So with that, true or false, this week was Ron DeSantis' finest hour as a presidential candidate. Aaron, you go first this Absolutely time. it was. And it was so consistent, and he's been all over the place in terms of geographically and all over the airwaves. He was in Iowa last weekend on message. He was in New Hampshire yesterday on message. He's been on CNN, MSNBC. He's been on, on, uh, on, on Blaze TV on message, on message, on message. With that message of this is their worldview, we cannot, we cannot negotiate with it. I believe Israel's role is to defend themselves and to carry out themselves, but there are things that we can do to prevent Iran from... It's just consistency. It's on message. It's clear. And I will tell you this. I watched that entire 15-minute interview on MSNBC, the clip from which you just heard. I watched the entire thing. It was jarring. And I use that word on purpose. It was jarring. Sitting there, not being like, oh, crap, don't, 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 don't screw up. Don't screw up. Don't, don't step on that rake. Don't, don't put your foot in your mouth. No. Let it, it go. Let it go. Let it, yeah, yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Um, it was jarring not even worrying about that with him. Because you just know this is where he stands. This is where he has stood. And this is where he will continue to stand because he has the record and he has the worldview to back that up. That has to count for something. It has to count for something. If it doesn't, we're in a really bad place. I'm prepared to say we're in a really bad place. We're in a really bad place, Todd, Steve. The part, Aaron, you said there about not being worried is why I'm actually saying false. This is who Ron DeSantis is all the time, and that's what I've been trying to tell you. I, especially when reality is on the menu and when hard decisions are the menu. This guy's clutch. He always comes through. I saw a t statistic recently that Tony Gwynn's lifetime average with two strikes on him was still above 300. This guy's Tony Gwynn. He's Wade Boggs. Just singles and doubles all over the place. But you guys all, and even and when I say you guys, people on our side have become addicted to this. Chicks dig the long ball, man. You all need the show all the time. This guy, when it's real life, always comes through. When it's the campaign, when it's almost only the show, and it's arbitrary. Will you raise your hand and do this? And It's all awkward. It's all stupid. It's all juvenile. Yeah, then anybody's going to be clumsy. A lot of us would suck up there because it's so stupid. But when hard decisions have to be made, this is your guy. Once again, I'm going to tell you again, he's right there. Take him. No excuses. Jenna? Here's the thing. Ron DeSantis actually wants to govern. He doesn't just want to be a politician. He doesn't just want to be an entertainer. He doesn't just want to go on television. He actually wants the job to do the job. And that is so different 
than what we have been used to from a Republican Congress that would rather be in the position of the minority, frankly. What we're mm-hmm. seeing in the current mm-hmm. Congress with these random you know, motions to vacate and they can't get their act together uh, and they all just go on various things. They have all of these um, different arbitrary, stupid little videos like Nancy Mace wearing a scarlet A saying it's because she's a woman without a voice. I don't even think she's read Nathaniel Hawthorne. I mean, this is so embarrassing that Republicans want just the show instead of actually wanting to do their job. And that is why Ron DeSantis is the best person for the job, because he doesn't care about all of that. He actually wants to govern, and he actually wanted to govern Florida, and he actually won because he understands what governing versus politicking means. And so I think that, yes, this has been a phenomenal week for Governor DeSantis because he has risen above the novice, um, frankly, stupid moves of his campaign. It has been a terrible campaign, but he is a phenomenal candidate. And when he has an opportunity to show his worldview and to show how he governs, how he has a very intricate understanding of all of these issues, people who are serious on all sides will gravitate towards that. Exit question. Who has a better chance to be the next president of the United States? Ron DeSantis or RFK Jr.? Aaron. Ron DeSantis. Why do you think that is? I just think the apparatus of if you if you can win your primary, the apparatus of having the GOP behind you probably outweighs being an independent candidate. Todd. Ron DeSantis. Jenna. It depends. Uh, I think that RFK Jr. has a huge opportunity to uh, be president if it is a Trump versus Biden and he is an independent or a libertarian and has ballot access on the Libertarian Party. If Governor DeSantis wins the primary, then absolutely Governor DeSantis. And this is why it's so important that we choose rightly as conservatives in the primary. I think it is possible if we have a Trump-Biden election. I absolutely think it's possible that RFK Jr. could get like 25% of the popular vote. So I'm, I mean, I'm, what is it? What did, what did Pro get 19? Somewhere around there. I'm, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's possible he could get 30 and maybe still not win a single electoral college vote because those are winner take all by plurality, right? I think it is possible he could get 30% of the popular vote. Am I crazy? but not win, a, not win anything in the Electoral College because of the partisan, the partisan breakdown, Aaron, that you just talked about. There are just too many places, no matter who is running, Democrats cannot win or lose, and the same goes for Republicans. Like, what's a state he could win? New Hampshire. Okay. Vermont. Maybe that one. <laughs> maybe New Hampshire I could see. Vermont I couldn't. Too Democratic. New Hampshire still maybe. Underestimating I think it's whole... possible he could win Texas. And I know that's a huge... Really? I do. And the reason for that is because there are a lot of people on the ground there who are so frustrated with the current state of the Republican Party. And there are so many disaffected Democrats. And Texas is on the verge of becoming blue. And if we see some of the moderates of the disaffected Democrats uh, go over to RFK, um, I think that because of the current composition of Texas, it's, it's possible. And I think that it's possible that he would get several electoral college uh, votes. I don't think enough ultimately to win. But definitely to be a spoiler or throw it to the uh, house wait. yeah todd did you want to say something quickly before i was we just going to say I, I still think you're underestimating the magical power of vaccines that's what he's attached to okay uh issue four kicker question what's the dumbest thing you've seen on twitter about this primary so far 
Laura Loomer's entire account, um, we'll say that. And also um, this whole thing that you are disloyal as um, an American or that you can't choose someone in the primary that Ron DeSantis had to wait until 2028. This whole notion of loyalty is absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that that's even a question, it's like these people have never seen a primary before. So there is so much stupidity out there, but I think everyone has the opportunity to choose the best candidate. We can discuss and debate without calling each other these ridiculous names. Hmm. We can. Let's we try. Should. Okay, Aaron, go ahead. The unholy alliance tweet slash press release that the Trump campaign put out in late July, trying to say that Ron DeSantis was colluding with Democrat judges and juries and the uh, deep state to try to indict Donald Trump. You remember that? But I am reliably informed that unless we have Trump back in the White House, Americans won't know what is true again. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. I'm reliably informed of that. Todd. Everything Mike Pence has said, including announcing. There's a good answer. Every time Mike Pence opens his mouth. That's that's a great answer. Maybe the best one so far. All right. I've been waiting for this. Let's get to predictions. Aaron, I'll let you go first. Jim Jordan actually will become House Speaker. Boy, you are. You know what? You don't realize it, brother. You just fed right into my prediction. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you did. Todd. The Hawkeyes will cover the spread against Wisconsin. No, they so they lose by less than 10? No, they won't. I'm not even saying. That's the spread. It's less, that, It's 10. You're favored by 10. Bad weather. I don't... I mean, these. neither team is good. And it's... It'll be just a... It'll be ugly. I know, I know neither one of you are high on your teams because this week when you all play each other, you're both insufferable. And this is the first time anybody has said anything about the game between you and Aaron all week long. So I know both of you just hate your teams. I can tell. Nobody's confident. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Jenna, go ahead. Well, Aaron took mine. Uh, that I also think that Jim Jordan will be elected speaker, and I think that McCarthy will actually help in that role uh, to whip the count. So I'll add a second prediction. I do not think that Biden will ultimately be the Democrat nominee. I don't either. I, I don't either. They're, they're, they're not going to put they're not going to orchestrate 91 felony indictments against Donald Trump and everything else they have done. And then they're going to sit here at this time next year. And they're going to be like, all right, let's just hope that Joe Biden doesn't fall down the stairs of Air Force One. That's not how these kinds of plots work. They're not going to do that. OK, um, my prediction. Your 2028 GOP ticket. Mace Gates. <laughs> don't not? laugh. Don't even laugh. Uh, I mean, this is if, if, Ga- if Gates gets Jim Jordan speaker <laughs> now, granted, the process was a was a fuster cluck of epic proportions and a and a turd in a punch bowl. But if we walk out of the room and Jim Jordan is the speaker, dude, he's a freaking statesman. All right. When he's not going to the Barbie premiere in a pink suit, <laughs> he's a freaking statesman in this era. Nancy Mace is the embodiment of this era. She is everything we've seen the last few years pay off for Trump taken to the next level, the next level. And now you put it in an attractive female package on top of that. And, and she just com- and, and with just complete shamelessness, like no self-awareness at all. None. She's perfect. Perfect. Mace Gates is the 2028 GOP ticket. You remember? It's going to shoot me. <laughs> you remember how it used to make me crazy on this show? from the very beginning when we'd start talking about elections way before their time. You remember that? Yep. Watch your back. Is that what you're saying? That's all I'm saying. But in fairness, point of order, I'm not necessarily talking elections in a technocratic sense. I am making a broader cultural dialectic here. 
Paul, it just happens you. to include. <laughs> oh, look at you, oh, Mister Nuance and Subtlety. <laughs> well, you what? point a gun at me, I'm going to come up with all kinds of nuances, <laughs> brother. All right, Jenna, always good to see you. Have a good weekend. All right, take care. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Mace Gates. What's Reco- the campaign? Recognize. What's the campaign slogan? She's on top. Gosh. Instead of I'm with her, that's, she's a, dude, dude. The woman, the woman, this, Nancy Mace is 30 seconds away from just joining, doing a wet T-shirt contest. At this point, straight, dude. I show up at a prayer meeting. Hey, my boyfriend was about to drill me, but I had to, I had to tell him, you know, I can't, I gotta go to the prayer meeting. So, you know, put, any, keep it in your pants, son. Is anybody validated? Does she have OnlyFans? Would it matter? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Feedback Friday is next. All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace, he's Todd and he's Aaron McIntyre. You are you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think. If you're also looking forward to the Mace Gates Fetterman Buttigieg 2028 election clash, as we are, and we were just breaking that down here. Todd, you seem especially excited and enthusiastic, and enthusiasm unknown to mankind, in fact. Cutting myself. <laughs> Is that the stigmata, or are you just that depressed? No, it's the latter. <laughs> Dude, our friend Paul Alexander just sent me a screen grab. Mace, again, with a very, very tight shirt. Very tight. Five, Nancy Mace, first congresswoman to ever enter a wet t-shirt contest while in office. Buy, sell, or hold. No, that's, a, that's a good value bet, I'm, isn't I'm it? buying that. I'm isn't buying that. Anyway, here's uh, Mason Gates together on, with, with Steve Bannon. That's your 2028 ticket right there. You know it. That's the era in which we live. You're just the gonna... less se- serious you are, the more likely you are to succeed. Because as a people, we're not serious. You're, you're Steve Buscemi's character now in, the, the, in Armageddon, the asteroid movie, where they're they're on the rock and he's gone insane and he's like riding the missile like slim pickens that's <laughs> yes. who you are right now just to make clear you just i thought you're gonna say i'm steve buscemi's character and con air no no when they're on the plane because he's a serial killer but yes. we're on the plane ironic dancing on a plane uh to a song performed by a band whose members died in a plane crash i thought that's what you were going no. to say yeah i'm sure that's coming too though i freaking love con air yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of that era. Classic. Hands off the bunny. I love that movie. Cyrus the Virus. What a freaking cool name that was. Man. We used to be able to do schlock. We can't even do schlock anymore, man. I tried to watch my favorite Edgar Allan Poe story, and I'm a big Poe guy. I was one as, when I was as a kid. My favorite Edgar Allan Poe story, Fall of the House of Usher. So I, I find out Netflix is doing a big budget version of it. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, and, it, and it's a lot of the same people that did like Midnight Mass and, and uh, um, uh, what was the, uh, the, the Hill House? Those are great series on Netflix. And so I'm all excited to get the debut, go to watch the, the first episode last night. It's Queer Eye there. Everybody's gay. I mean, everybody's gay. Everybody's gay. The whole thing's gay. Everything's gay. I lasted 15 minutes, man. Which, by the way, given how gay the show is, 
that's still longer than Lindsey Graham would have lasted watching it. If you know what I'm saying, brother. Todd, your thoughts? Still cutting. Where are we? I didn't... <laughs> I've just... I've lost myself. Did I mention this is hour two? Did I do all that yet? Let us know what you think. Maybe not actually right now. Eh, what the heck? Uh, email us. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can do that. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Uh, me, we, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you listen via the podcast, we love you particularly if you're enduring whatever the heck it is we were just doing. Uh, Leave us a five-star review if you love us. If you don't like us, maybe say nothing. Uh, But also, uh, hit subscribe or follow if you're on iTunes. That way, every single time we do a brand new episode, it will show up in your feed. And thank you to all of you that have done uh, all of those things for us already. We greatly appreciate them as we also appreciate relief factor. Everyone deals with pain from time to time, especially as we get older. That's chronic pain from too much inflammation in the joints. And what if we told you there was a 70% chance we have found your solution? Where'd we get that number? Well, over the years, about 70% of the people that try the three-week quick start from Relief Factor see such great results in those three weeks or less that they stick around long-term. That's how we got that number. So... What do you got to lose for 20 bucks? 20 bucks to see if there's a 70, if you're one of the 70% of people who see such fantastic results in three weeks or less with the three-week quick start from our friends over at Relief Factor. Just go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or give them a call at 804. That's the number four. 804-RELIEF, 804-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. All right, are we ready for some Feedback Friday? Let's go. All right, let us begin. My name is Jeff. Um, I'm sorry, my name is Jeffrey Holt. I'm a 40-year-old man, never married, no kids. Just before my 20th birthday, my dad died, and I've been taking care of my disabled mom and younger sister ever since then. I get told I'm a good son, and it is honorable what I do. However, all my relationships end at some point with them saying it is either I choose them or taking care of my family. And I can't apparently have both. I cannot stand the thought of letting them go to a home, especially just because I want a relationship and because I want a relationship and wife. Sincerely, a fan and a guy trying to follow God's path. Jeff, I'm going to, if I can call you Jeff for short, I'm going to suggest that you, you have. Man that wrote most of the New Testament didn't have a wife. Or children. You have you have chosen a life of service. Now, being a husband, by the way, and a father is is supposed to also be a life of service. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You have chosen the same thing. You have chosen to step to stand in the gap as the patriarch of a family to take care of those less fortunate than you, those that are flesh of your flesh and blood of your blood that you share DNA with, that you share a family legacy and family line with, you're performing in many respects the duties of a husband and a father. And I understand without a wife, it may feel lonely, and you may not also get some of the benefits that having a wife brings as it went alongside being a husband and a father, and that can be a lonely road. But I, to me, I, I mean, you know, you are demonstrating what Paul described as the gift of singleness. And, and you are putting others in f- before you. And I, dude, I, 
I mean, I, I tip my hat, brother. I mean, I have no idea what size pant you wear. I don't know how much you lift. I don't know what physical shape you're in. I don't know. I don't care about any of that. But dude, you're a man. You, I mean, you are doing the things of real manhood here. And I commend you. Thoughts? Well, you have unique circumstances um, no matter what. But the simple truth of the matter is that another problem with our comfortable modern age is that we have lost sight of the fact that taking care of our extended family was part of all of human existence our own parents or you know whenever somebody ultimately uh, uh came into deed now you know there's this home for them over there and it's not my thing we we have so disillusioned ourselves of i mean and especially as christians like uh, even even beyond our immediate family you know called to help our brother but i i i so i pity I, it's not it's certainly not a stain on your character uh that you're doing this uh it's the stain on the women who just can't be bothered by it or vice versa if it was uh the women doing this for a family and it was the man who didn't want to get involved i just we we are called to so much more than this modern age lies to us about I heard you say the sentence, and I'm paraphrasing here. here. I, I just can't stand the thought of putting them in a home. God bless you. God bless you, man. You have a depth of character, a, get, a depth of, of, of faith, a depth of a lot of things that's lacking in our modern age from both men and women, but especially men. You believe something, you stand for something, and that something is mm-hmm. your family. Okay. Um, I, I heard that sentence, and imagine, imagine putting them in a home so you can go do your own thing. Society says, well, yeah, of course, why not? But you, you have priorities. You stand for something. God bless you. Amen. I'll just say, dude. It's a badass move, bro. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why anybody wouldn't admire you for what you've done, the choice that you made, and a great sacrifice. I mean, the first man God ever made, he looked at him and said, it is not good for the man to be alone, so he gave him a wife. I mean, you are, you are performing a priestly duty. You are willing to forego that in order to serve others. I mean, props to you. Um, let's go here next. Uh, I don't take anything from your monologue the other day personally, because I know you weren't speaking to me. That said, I sense that an artificial set of camps were set up in that monologue. The one camp of those who see evil as a human construct and either don't want to see Gaza leveled for Saturday's attack or people who do see evil as an actual force in the world and are okay with having Gaza leveled. Converting to Orthodox Christianity forces an understanding of the personal and very real force of evil. 
It also forces a lot of thinking and consideration. Five years ago, I would have been on the side of leveling Gaza and God will sort them out. Now I have very serious questions that need addressing before calling my representative to urge support for the retaliation that Israel is planning. Not because I don't want to see what happened as e- not because I don't see what happened as evil it was not because I don't see Hamas as evil they are but because ignoring intelligence about a civilian slaughter being planned is at best slothful or purposeful for the for the narrative need of war which is also evil evil plus evil equals evil and that's why some of us who see the mistakes of the last two righteous wars we've been involved in are hesitant about fully throatily endorsing the level of go- leveling of Gaza when no one has demanded an answer of why it was even been able to have happen in the first place. I'm still banned on Twitter, so maybe you're seeing things I'm not, but those I listen to who are demanding answers aren't saying anything against bombing areas from which rockets are launched or bombing tuttles. It's the full-scale leveling of Gaza that seems like a mere power play than seeking justice, especially since someone knew about the attack ahead of time. I appreciate all you do, even if we're in disagreement on this issue. Um... And I wouldn't even write about it, except I sense there's a Hegelian dialectic that is being operated from, and it's not the correct dialectic. That's Andrew. For those who don't know what the Hegelian dialectic is, it is when the thesis and the antithesis, so the two sides of an argument, merge effectively into the same side. Andrew, thank you for your note, but you're actually, in my opinion, misusing Hegelian dialectic. Let me give you a proper, what I think is a proper example, and you're free to disagree, and so are others. But I believe this is a more prof, more proper application of Hegelian dialectic. When someone flies the Palestinian and trans flag simultaneously, that would be the Hegelian dialectic. What did you say the Babylon Bee's headline was the, the a few months ago, Aaron? What was that? No, this was just this week. Oh, this uh, week. Yeah, yeah, what was it? Rashida Tlaib's Palestinian flag throws Rashida Tlaib's trans flag off the roof of the Senate office building. That's a Hegelian dialectic. All right. The thesis and the antithesis. All right. So we're going to have total debauchery um, while people who uh, are, you know, have mili- have if there's a such thing as, a, as militant prudity, this sect of Islam and that might even not, that probably isn't even an adequate enough description of it. But it's the best I can come up with right now. So militant prudity, and you're flying the same flag of, that represents militant prudity as you are total human debauchery. In what world would those two, in, in, in what sane world would those two things be on the same side? No. They would not be. That's the Hegelian dialectic. That's the thesis and antithesis merging into a single narrative. There's other factors here that I think you don't understand. And, and people that are like you that are bringing these things up don't understand. Hamas isn't like, there's not like a Pentagon of the Hamas. We can just go bomb their Pentagon. The, the, this, is, this is organic to the water table of this culture. They had elections over there. They voted these people into power. The reality is Israel should have leveled Hamas before this event. And this event only occurred not because of an intelligence failure, but a a, a courage failure. Should have never given them sovereign space in Gaza back in 2005. 
should have never given away any land for peace and should have never tolerated having this evil at its doorstep from the very beginning. Someone breaks into your home and slaughters half your family and takes the other half of your family, Andrew, with you, with them, prisoner. You find out about it after it occurred. And then you find out that they, they came in through a, a, a wide open front door. The front door wasn't locked. They just walked right in through the front door slaughtered half your family and took the rest of them away as prisoners. You have two choices. A, you could stop everything right now because, I mean, you don't want to overreact to such a tragedy. You don't, you want, you don't want to worry about collateral damage. So let's investigate who is the Nimrod that left the front door open. How is this possible? I've told them every day when I leave, lock the door behind me. Who's the idiot who left the door open so they could come in? Or you could realize that the clock is ticking on the people that have been captured and rounding up and getting justice to the people who killed your loved ones. And so that is your first priority is to take advantage of that limited window of time that you have right now to act. Who in their right mind, who in their right mind would say, listen, what we need right now truly is to audit this situation. We, we need a, And we, 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 we need to figure out how this happened. No one would do that. Not to mention, you're not being asked of anything. Do you live in Israel? No. You're not, nothing's being asked of you. This isn't Ukraine. You're not being asked to bear any burden here whatsoever. I truly don't understand this argument. I don't. And I've seen this argument a lot on social media. What is it about this argument that I'm missing? Because I don't understand it on any level Aaron at all. Aaron and I were talking about this a little before the show. I think at, to give the maximum benefit of the doubt, it is a product of people being worked over with lies and deceit and propaganda for a long time now. And, and obviously in most recent history with ukraine with transgenderism and pronouns and all that with covid obviously and so the next thing comes along is this and it seems like i've been worked over enough i feel like there's this at face value everything i confront is a lie the thing about this and i alluded to this already this is this is clarifying because it is this issue uniquely this issue israel this is the issue that was dealt with before the three examples I, I just brought forth. It, and if you, if you get into the details at all, some of which, as Steve already mentioned, why Gaza even exists within the fashion it is now, you, 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 this is an opportunity to get out of the fog. It's right there. It's far more plain than the propaganda of the past on those issues. It's an opportunity to set that aside. I know you think it must exist and there's going to be aspects of it that exist around the edges, but this is way clearer 
in terms of how the modern mind just does the math of things than the other issues I've been just because of how badly we have been working. Okay, this I, is a, I, I, an opportunity I, to rescue I, us. I get that, but but I don't. I, I don't. I get that instinct. I don't understand why it applies here. Did we just hear about Hamas like six months ago? No, that's my point. This that's, thing's been going on for generations. That's my point. These people have killed our own people. They just killed twenty-five of our own people, and we're still counting that's, bodies. That's why this should be more clear to this person. It's not. New, it's this place. This isn't called, Ukraine. Exactly. Nobody knew what a Zelensky was a year and a half exactly. ago. Exactly. There is exactly. no. There, we're, we're equivocating things that ought not be equivocated. Right. There is no equivalence to Ukraine and Israel, in my mind. That doesn't mean that the United States should be involved with troops on the ground in any of that, in either case. But we're just not capable, I think, of, of making those distinctions. In Ukraine, this is basically a proxy fight between elitists versus elitists with no discernible goal or end in sight. We don't know really who the good guys are or who the bad guys are because I think both sides are bad guys. Okay? Eastern Ukraine, there's a lot of provinces or states or whatever over there who want to be a part of the Russian uh, Federation or whatever you call it now. Mm -hmm. Okay? It, there's no truth there, regardless of whether there was an intelligence failure or ignorance of intelligence. That does not, I don't know who needs to hear this, gosh. I hope there's not a single soul in our audience that needs to hear this. Regardless of whether this was ignored intelligence or an intelligence failure, that does not morally paint over what Hamas has done. Correct, correct. Or is doing. There are and we'll good, do again. And we'll do again if left alone or not responded to with what needs to be done. Instead, what I'm seeing a lot of, there are a lot of people who just think that this is the exact same thing. Is it correct that we don't, we don't pay enough, issue, enough attention and we don't fight on issues domestically like the border? Yes. That doesn't mean that, the, that evil was perpetrated last weekend. Evil was not perpetrated last weekend, I should say. Instead, what you see is this just chaotic pendulums of reactionaryism. I oppose boots on the ground. You're describing a godless society yeah. that has no plumbing. I oppose yeah. boots on the ground in Israel. That means you're an anti-Semite. Well, I haven't seen that much of that. Uh, what Hamas did was evil. That means you want forever war. They killed 25 Americans. That's, this is one of the five worst... Uh, this is one of the five worst terrorist attacks in terms of fatalities in the history of our republic. What are we supposed to do about that? Just let them parade around their scalps as propaganda? 25 people are dead. Not coming home because of these people. I, I truly don't understand this. And even if you are hardcore, Rush Dooney is my avatar, Christian Reconstructionist reformed, and, re and it's replacement theology or you're a heretic... And Gary DeMar doesn't go far enough. And a lot of you have no clue about anything I just said. But the people who do know what I just said, they got all the dog whistles. I'm talking to you. Even if that's you, and you hate Israel. It's Islamic jihadists, guys. They killed 25 of our own people this time. How many have they killed over the last few decades? 
Even if, you, if there's no prophetic worth of Israel at all. That God is done with the Jews. And even, even if your life verse is, is in Matthew, when the, when the Jewish leaders say to Pontius Pilate, when they bring Jesus to be arrested, his blood on our hands and, and heads and the heads of our children. If that's your life verse, as you read Rush Dooney in the original Greek, even if that's you, these are jihadists, guys. It's not even about Israel. It's about the enemy. For goodness sakes. You're not smart. You're not nuanced. This is stupid. Any other generation of America, the instinct would have been, hey, we're going to go over there and kill Hamas before the, before the Jewish people do because they killed 25 of our people. That would have been the instinct in any other era. I'm not saying it's right, but in any other era, it would have been, so when do the, when's the 101st go in and just make Hamas uh, wish their daddies wore condoms that night? You killed 25 of our people? Uh, we'll see you in paradise. Except, no, you'll be in hell. Any other generation would have, of Americans would have reacted like that. We're sitting here like, well, do you think we should have a blue ribbon panel? And uh, let's investigate the intelligence failure. Uh, uh, Steve, one of the what most, the hell is this? One of the most, and it's hard for me to not take this personally and vicariously uh, through you and Todd as well. And I shouldn't allow myself, and, and usually I don't, 99.9% of the times I don't, allow myself to take Anon Twitter user with 100 followers seriously. But one of the most disappointing things of the past three years that I saw this week, somebody tweeted at me and said something along the lines of, you guys were really good on COVID, and you guys were really good on Ukraine but you're awfully gullible this time around. We have no credibility all of a sudden. And, and we lost it because we think people who decapitated and babies and went to oh, a no, music no, 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 festival no, no, no. and lit people no, on we're fire. Gonna do, we're going to do Zapruder film level analysis of uh, dead babies burned alive to prove that they weren't actually beheaded. That's what we're going to do. I, I just truly don't understand the argument. And I, and I, and in fact, I think the argument's so dumb, I just spent the last few minutes absolutely destroying a niche subculture within Christianity that I've been very friendly to over the years and have a lot of friends within, by the way. That, and most American Christians don't know, understand, or even heard the names and the references that I just made. Because I think it's that dumb. If we are this broken now, this broken that, that we cannot be moved to resolve in the face of such evil then I, I just don't think this is a civilization worth even trying to save at that point I, I just don't I, I just don't and therefore it may not be and I'm actually okay with that I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means. The granddaughter I have on the way, the children I have moving into adulthood, I don't know. Here's what I do know. Uh, I trust a God who would spare not even his own son to know what he's doing. So I'm going to trust in him. I'm, I have very, very little trust 
for the, the people are the problem. And that I first was alerted to this in 2016 and it damn near drove me out of this business. And it's the most frustrating thing I've learned in this job the last decade. The people are the problem. And it's not their people. I didn't say their people, did I? Is that the article I, I, I led my sentence no. with? I said the people. The people are the problem. Even if you have no theological regard for is if, if, if we made any form of a theological case... I've tried to do the opposite by talking about it's expli God explicitly says in Deuteronomy, I'm not doing this just because you guys are so great. No. They are evil. Yes. And this must be punished. You're not, I didn't, I didn't, God did not say to the Jewish no. people, you're so special, I chose you. No. They were special because they were chosen. Right. We can all sit here and debate theologically whether they're still chosen people or not. What the hell does that have to do with the atrocities that Hamas has just committed and why they should be allowed to continue to walk upon the face of this earth after committing them. What does that have to do with anything? There are, there, America is a balkanized country of narratives. Zero truth. Zero desire to find it. Zero desire to believe it can be found. Almost little to no desire to seek it. And everybody has their, their tribe. It's an epistemological Yugoslavia. Everybody has their tribe. I mean, and, it's, and no one's immune. I mean, I, when I posted that thing to troll Trump's campaign the other day, did you guys see the comments how many DeSantis people are like, I cannot believe you abandoned Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Just no thinking. I, I, I mean, it, it, this, there's no one's immune to this. Like, no one is. No one is. It's just, a, it's just, it's an epistemological Yugoslavia, and I just line up with a narrative that I agree with at, at any particular time. And if you affirm that narrative, we're good. If you don't, then we're not. Regardless of whether the narrative that you're affirming is true or the narrative you don't believe is false. It doesn't matter. All that matters is, love me, rub my monkey. Show me which end of the wood to worship and burn. We are a nation of idolaters. In case you guys were wondering, we're not any less, or at least I'm not any less worked up. That break went by that pretty was a fast. Break. <laughs> I mean, that break went by pretty Those commercial breaks go by fast when you're losing your poop. This has nothing to do with your theological beliefs about the nation of Israel. We do not tolerate this behavior on this planet. When Israel's only religiously observant prime minister turned his people over to be a, a human experiment to Pfizer, did we say nothing about that because of, uh, well, we can't criticize the seed of Abraham. Is that what we did? No. I, I believe I actually had numerous rants for yes. an entire year about that. Yes. When Benjamin Netanyahu unleashed the worst lockdown in maybe in the world, did I not bring it up to one of my best friends, Daniel Horowitz, just, well, they, you know, they're, 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 it's Israel, so they can just do whatever the hell they want. Did, we never that, talked about that, never addressed that. That did not happen. Did not happen. I don't care if the name's Hamas, Hamas, your Maz. I don't care. You behead children. 
and you torch innocence out in the open, you're done. You're done breathing. I don't care. Period. Period. That's it. That's all there is. There isn't any more. We're done here. We're done. And you're done. Is, yes. And Should be you, just that simple, man. Also, like when you when you groom kids, you're fired. Yes. He, uh, you know when uh, they were burning down uh, inner cities over BLM, um, you were pretty clear. That's wrong. Send people in. Yes. Stop this. Not it's the didn't, same. I didn't. I didn't ask for a, no. a, a political, r- religious j- check of credit. Oh, you're of that tribe. Well, then you do whatever you want. Nope. Nope. If we're now going to say that that people are denied justice because we have religious differences with them. Let's let's just forget the whole love your neighbor as you love yourself is the second commandment, right? According to Christ. Let's just forget that. I know of a religion that says if you're not part of our tribe, if you're not if you don't believe with all of our creeds, that we can just treat you any way that we want and you're entitled to nothing. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Islam. That's what they teach. We're better than this. Yeah. Tell me, I, I got to believe yeah. in, within this audience, we're better than this. Please lie to me. We have to be better than this. And, and, and spare me the, did you know that uh, the media is run by five extreme Zionist Jews? And yet we can sit here and point to open Islamic propaganda in, the same, in that same corporate news media every single day. Come on, man. Come on. You're not the smart people. You've allowed your own narrative to cloud your judgment. You, some of you think in this reformed camp, and yet maybe I should let this go, but I'm not going to. Because I've done a lot of favorable coverage of this camp over the years. And so now, you know what? You got to punish your own. You got to take out your own trash. Fair? I'm popping a little popcorn over here. Okay, let, I'm going to pop. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take some trash out. I'm with you. I mock all those Christian leaders who sound the shofar in the pulpit and seem to care more about uh, following uh, Moses than Jesus. I get you. I'm with you on all of that. How many, how many times have I mocked stuff like that over the sure. years? Going back to when I was a local of show course. host. Yeah. If, but you're not different than them on this. You're actually just co-idolaters. So you, just like, just like you accuse them of seeing everything through their prophetic beliefs of Israel, you're doing the same thing. That's what you're doing, bro. Well, because it's Israel, those, 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 those images must be faked. It must be. You're not any different, man. You think you're different than John Hagee? You're not. You're on the same quarter He's heads, you're tails, or you can be heads and he can be tails. But you're the same. In fact, we're kind of back to what I said on this show just a couple days ago about what would happen. People just break down into camps, sectarian camps, and that would be their truth, right? Didn't we just, didn't I just do like a monologue on this a couple days ago? And what's funny is this crowd claims they're the discerning ones. They're the ones that that won't go to passions and, and didn't fall for the Schofield Bible. No, you didn't fall for the Schofield Bible, but you did fall for Hamas propaganda. So congratulations. Take the damn Rush Dooney avatar off your Facebook page, please. No one goes to the church of Rush Dooney. We go to the church of Jesus. 
And by the way, if that's you, you're a papist. How you like them apples? This portion of the show brought to you by Amy. <laughs> I need a smoke. There is an organization out there that still backs Obamacare, gun control, and extreme training policies that endanger our children. And while they claim to be bipartisan, the truth is that uh, the last election, 95% of their donations went to Democrats. That organization is the AARP. And it just simply doesn't represent the value of American se- the values of American seniors. Fortunately, though, there is a patriotic alternative. It's AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, proudly champions Americans' right to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. AMAC is the leading patriotic advocacy and benefits organization and defends parents' rights to protect their children as well as they're fighting to restore America's election integrity, too. AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund police, weaken our borders, and indoctrinate and corrupt our youth. And it's got more than 2 million members nationwide, pro-faith, pro-family, pro-freedom, but they can't do it alone. Joining gives you access to special low rates on cell phones and plans, health and wellness products, travel and lodging, vision, dental, and prescription drugs. So let's join today and send AARP a strong message they don't represent American seniors anymore. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash dace. amac.us slash dace. amac.us slash dace. I kind of feel like maybe I should move on now. Even though I can tell that you you are particularly entertained by this. So is your email inbox the same in terms of... um, propensity of some of these arguments that you've received as what you see on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get them like that. I, I get them in my inbox too. Yeah. I even have, I mean, I had a woman, I, was, I had a woman send me a note today. Have you ever heard of the Schofield Bible? I mean, I've only done like 50 shows on it uh, in the history of my career. Okay. Um, I am sure though, I, I, I'm sure Hamas as they flame throward Jewish children, Ask them, have you heard of the Schofield Bible? Here's my answer. No. No. God, as you pointed out, Todd, did not say to these Semitic people thousands of years ago, you are so holy and cherished and special. And I've just been waiting for someone to rise to my level of transcendence. And so I, and so, you know, I am, we're co-partners in this. No, no, no. He took a nomadic people that there was nothing particularly unique or special about and said, just so everybody knows it's me doing this. Just so everybody knows I'm the one laying the wood here. I'm going to take you losers who have no homeland no history, no legacy, no lineage that you're aware of. Because I promised this to your father Abraham hundreds of years ago. And so now, you up. See those pagans over there? See the Hamases over there? The Hittites? Canaanites? See these people? Jebusites? See all those people over there? Control all deletes the mission. And you're the button. Go get them. Because they're evil. Because they're evil. Yeah. Because they're evil. I, I don't care 
if the teenage Jewish girl in, in Tel Aviv, or I'm sorry, in Gaza, if she went to the music festival and got torched, and, and I don't care if 10 minutes before she got torched, she was engaged in the most depraved lesbian sex fest while wearing rainbow underwear you could possibly imagine. You are not permitted to treat people this way. And the next key stroke on the keyboard, Todd, is a period. That's it, man. We don't treat people this way. Period. No commas. No codicils. No, 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 period. And if you do, we should end you. That's it. It's, that's it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters other than no. No, we're not going to permit that behavior on this planet, period. That's it. But even if it has nothing to do with Israel or even foreign affairs, this is my question, psychologically, emotionally, does a lot of this in this camp, whether they understand it or not, have something to do with this basically on all things, whether it's your kids being transed or shutting down the entire government for like, like just this kind of Jesus take the wheel philosophy, like this just going your own way while the world burns. I don't know, because the other argument, I, essentially, I, I'm trying to figure out what Tucker Carlson is saying, and I don't understand it. We're so America first now that it, if, if you're upset that 25 Americans got killed in Israel and, and, and want the people who did it punished, you don't care about the border? No, I agree. You, you, don't, care, you don't care about the unemployment rate? I, I totally agree. What, just, what's, what's America first about their... Because it, it was 22 people a, 48 hours ago. Now it's 25. So does anybody know what the well, magic number of Americans who could be killed on foreign soil is before does? their lives matter and deserve justice, before America first applies to them? Or is America first That's only in the contiguous yeah. United States? It's amazing. All the, you're proving the point. All the bad arguments are out there simultaneously competing because that yeah that's a non-theological American first. I'm talking. What I just said is a theological America last. It's not supposed to be either. I mean, with it, they, they, we're going into it's very weird si- default it's, positions. It's, it's, it's very simple. If you if you do these savage acts to people, we end you. And that we doesn't have to be my government. I just mean like collectively decent, non-savage peoples of the earth. You're, okay? You're we my- end you. That's it. You're done. You've, you've, you've chosen. You have said to us, I really don't deserve to take another breath on this planet. And we agree. We agree. And then after we end you, we'll go back to fighting each other. Okay? But for now, your indecency is intolerable. So you have to go. You're making C.S. Lewis's argument at the beginning of Mere Christianity about how the difference of right and wrong that's built into us is uh, it leads us towards God. But he says all these people who want to be smart on the subway and have a conversation with you in a debate, well, right and wrong is a relative term. Well, then if you if you stick out your foot while they're walking by and you trip them, does anybody stand up and have that same argument? Well, right and wrong. No, they said I mean, I don't, you're I, wrong I, I, I don't for know. I, I don't know. Th- is the person who was tripped does they fit my narrative? Right. Do they vote like me? Right. Do they do they have the same no. idols I do? Do they speak the same no. language I do? Do they have the same exact creeds and not just religion, but creeds within that religion as me? Do they? Then the answer is no. Obviously. Unreal, but all too real. I said earlier this week. Maybe it was last week. I can't remember. I I am convinced that one of the biggest tools 
that the devil uses, especially in a declining civilization and an increasingly and maybe systematically secular civilization, is that he makes simple things complex and complex things simple. And I think we're seeing that here. It, it, what you're laying out is pretty simple. What, what we're witnessing here is evil. What you witnessed here is all just propaganda. You're, you're proving my point. We cannot exist like this. No. We are living no. in the tower we can't. of Babel. Yes, we are. And that story for the people there didn't end up super great, did it? No, it didn't. There's, it's just devoid of truth. Let me give, let me it's share this example. It's all semantics. It's all, um, it's all uh, parsing words when words need not be parsed and not parsing words when maybe they should be President Trump. Here's a great example of what you were just saying there. This is an email I just got from Daryl. The U.S. and WHO medical establishments practice the beheading of babies in the womb and politicians uh, and, and uh, uh, maintain guidelines and aid guidelines and urge and subsidize the beheader with beheaders with armed force, uh, forces and black robed apologists and judges. I, I have to ask, Daryl, you ever listened to this show before? Is this your first day? Have we not addressed these things in the past that Daryl's talking about? Yep. So then I guess Hamas is good then. I guess if we don't punish everything, you punish nothing. This is what a three-year-old says. Hey, you let my brother get away with it. So it's okay that I do. Have, have, Have I not been engaged in everything he's talking about my entire career on a daily basis? Yes, and you know why? For the same reasons I'm engaged here. If you do evil to this level, we should end you. Or make it extremely difficult, if we permit you to continue to breathe, to conduct that behavior in a civilized setting ever again. Have we... I just don't understand it, man. I don't. Hey, you know what? Um... People invaded your home and they have your wife and kids hostage, but don't call the police because three years ago uh, they took the knee during George Floyd. Right? Same logic. There's no logic. None. This is epistemological nuclear winner, man. We just can't think even on the simplest of things. We punish savagery. I don't care if it's Naftali Bennett surrendering his people to be, con- to be experiments like it's the 1930s to Pfizer. I don't care if it's Bibi Netanyahu with the worst lockdown maybe in the world. I don't care if it's Planned Parenthood. When people do bad things, they should be punished and criticized for it, called out for it. It's just... And I have to ask myself, if this is going on in this audience, I can't even imagine what goes on in some other ones. 
Folks, Constitution Wealth has helped to align $10 million of prosperity of and wealth within our audience with their values, and they want to help you do the same. You no longer have to make the choice between being prophetic and making a profit. All right? You don't have to make money off of big tech and a bunch of demonic entities and pagan entities that are the quote-unquote best investments. If you understand that your wealth is the byproduct of the gifts God gave you and his blessing, and now you want to put that wealth to work, to the kingdom. They'll help you with that. Go to constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Book an, a, an appointment today to get your retirement investments aligned with your values at constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Have a great weekend. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.